with, with nothing basically. My my addiction stripped me of everything. You know, I, I didn't ten years ago. I didn't have nowhere to live. I was living on my friend's couch and a, just a black sack of, of clothes that I kept underneath her stairs in a little hatch. And I used to go in there to get changed before her kids calmed down. And, and you know, all my family had stopped talking to me. My mum had stopped talking to me. Um, she kind of, she had a nervous breakdown when I was using, and she couldn't come and see me. She said to me, "I can't watch you killing yourself." And that's what I was doing, and I, I, I kind of never thought I'd make it past the age of 21, and I kind of didn't want to either. You know, my life was just so shit, I didn't have no dreams or aspirations when I was at school, I didn't think, you know, I didn't, you know, I was different from my friends, all my friends wanted to grow up and do this, be a doctor or work in a bank and all this, and... I kind of didn't know that. I was just kind of lost and I didn't know where I was going. Um, when I when I left school, I didn't like school either. I just got picked on and I remember going home crying with my dog because <laughs> my parents went there a lot and I used to cuddle my dog under the table crying and just alone really. I felt very alone. When I was growing up, and kind of never had anyone to talk to, so I think I picked up this trait of just getting on with it myself. And when I got into recovery, I kind of had to change that trait because I couldn't do it on my own anymore. You know, I had to reach out for help and kind of accept the help as well. And asking for help I found really hard because I always felt, you know, I got myself into this mess, I've got to get myself out of it, you know, and my family kind of felt that way as well. My stepdad kind of didn't understand the disease of addiction and was kind of like, I've got to sort myself out and I went into treatment and He's, he's, he was like, you need to be out working and kind of supporting myself. And I found that quite hard because his attitude, he was kind of putting on to my mum and he kind of forced my mum not to see me. And but as I, you know, I went into treatment and he kind of saw the change in me and kind of in the end he... He saw, he saw that that's what I needed. I needed treatment. I needed to to kind of be shown and taught how to kind of change my thinking and my, my behaviours because that's what trips me up. It trips me up still today, my thinking and my behaviours. And <clears throat> it was hard. It was hard to do. I had um, I went through treatment and I didn't talk a lot. I used to get set calls to start talking and. I found it really hard. I was suspicious. You know, my peer evaluation, I was just everyone ticked suspicious and distrustful, and you know, I was I was just kind of like, why do these people want to help me? What's in it for them? What am I going to get out of meetings? You know, what am I going to get out of sitting with a bunch of addicts? You know, I just kind of I didn't get it, and. But, I, you know, I went to meetings and, you know, my attitude changed and for the first time I saw hope and 
I kind of I sat and listened to people sharing and um I just thought, wow, you know, I can remember crying a lot in early recovery because I was just so overwhelmed all the time and kind of I didn't know how to handle my feelings and emotions and I'd be like a blubbering wretch quite a lot and I was just thinking, wow, you know, that's what I want, I want that and I kept coming back and I can remember thinking if I put as much energy into getting to meetings as I did into my using, into scoring, I'll be okay. And I did that. And I can remember somebody also saying that, you know, the odds are stacked against us. And, you know, you're lucky if you get it. And a lot of people don't get it. There's quite a high percentage of people that don't get it. And I can remember thinking to myself, I'm going to be one of the fucking people that do it. You know, I've had enough. There wasn't, you know, nothing changed. I was in... I was in treatment and I relapsed after 10 days and it was on a bottle of beer and that start I was gone you know so I have no there's nothing in my mind from then on that said that I can have a drink you know I was that was it you know any substances and when it says like one is too many a thousand is never enough this you know it's so true I get that and it was my mindset, I kind of felt, well, nothing's changing, and I wanted things to change instantly, and, and it wasn't, and I just kind of gave up, and I used. Um, but the next day, I spoke to one of my peer groups, and they took me to a meeting, and I started again, and I've been clean ever since, and kind of that relapse, it showed me that nothing has changed out there, nothing, it wasn't attractive, I kept thinking to myself, what the fuck am I doing, you know, I was using, going to score, and the whole time, it was like, what the fuck am I doing, I don't want to be doing this, I've seen people not using and clean, and this new way of life, and people happy, and they looked well, I'd seen that, but yet I was still doing this, and I knew that that could be gone in an instant, and it was like I was possessed, and... And from, from the next day, that was it, I, I was determined to kind of get this. I went to as many meetings as I could. Um, I left treatment and started volunteering. You know, I didn't want to go back to my old work life. I was, I'd have enough, I've had enough of that. You know, the insanity looking in my, you know, my step two and looking at the insanity kind of helped me and kind of thinking... You know, what the fuck was I doing? Some of the things that I did to get drugs, get drugs into my system, you know, I had no veins left. I was injecting heroin into my neck, you know, and people used to say, you can use, lose an arm or a leg, but what are you going to do? You can't have your head cut off, that's it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I didn't care, I just needed my fix. And, you know, that is where my addiction took me, to that desperation of not giving a fuck about how I got substances into my body and stealing from my family. Um, I broke into my dad's bungalow and stole his video recorder to my cousin. And I, I wasn't thinking about the destruction that I was causing. It was just, I want my fix. And I don't care who I hurt to get it. And I didn't think of getting found out. You know, I didn't 
think of the consequences of my behaviours. Never. I never thought about that. So, you know, being being clean, I'm very conscious about, I, you know, I try to behave in a way where I don't hurt people today. I try to be honest to the best of my ability. I try to give back to newcomers because I know how it felt when I first come around. I was very scared. Um, but, you know, I'd never seen this new way of life and I had to kind of learn to trust it. You know, I didn't change overnight and... Um, you know, when people say, you know, why why don't you have a drink? It's boring. And I'm like, I don't fucking like. Looking back over my ten years, I've had so much fun. I've gained so much. You know, there's all these outside things. I've learnt to drive in recovery. I have a house. I have central heating. I have a fridge with food in it, which I never used to have. I have a pillow. I have a mattress. <laughs> Now, all them things I never used to have. I had absolutely fuck all. So I have all them external things, but today I also have a kind of, I have my heart. I feel loved, and I can love. And so it's, you know, I feel my feelings today, and... You know, I hear a lot that uh, there's a saying, the good thing is you get your feelings back and the bad thing is you get your feelings back. But, you know, I wouldn't change anything. You know, I've been through some quite emotional stuff in recovery. My mum died four years ago and that was kind of like, that was really painful and I had a lot of anger around that because... When I first got clean, she kind of went travelling, and I thought, well, you can't do that now, I'm here now, and you're going to, you're fucking off, you know, and I kind of, that, that was my stuff, you know, and I kind of, and then she was due to come back that year, and she died, and I felt very fucking angry that that happened, and... And, I, and, you know, I was carried through that, I was loved through that by the fellowship, um, my family, loved ones. Um, you know, here here is where I can relate to people. People can relate to me. And I'm learning to live my life here, basically. You know, I couldn't... If this wasn't here, I don't know what I'd fucking be doing. You know, this keeps me sane. And sometimes my thinking can go off and, and say that I'm shit, I'm a twat, I'm not doing nothing productive, I can't do this, you know, I can't work, I'm stupid, I can't spell, I can't read, all this sort of stuff, and that's that sort of thinking will talk me out of the fellowship, and that's my addiction, And but today, you know, I've, I just recently got a new sponsor, and you know, I haven't, I'm I haven't been the best step worker I've done. I've tried to do it to the best of my ability, basically, but I have no doubt in my mind whatsoever that that is a new way of life for me to follow. And, you know, I've started, you know, a new path with a new sponsor, and I'm kind of looking forward to it, because I kind of, because I haven't worked the steps as much, I haven't completed the steps and I kind of feel like I'm missing out on something. And so, you know, I'm determined to kind of get that done. And I think 
other people are as well for me to get that done. <laughs> and you know, I get told that I'm missing out on so much, and I and I feel that I see that I feel that I am missing out. So, you know, the program is there to kind of help me live my life and and to become freer, basically the freedom that I've got so far from this program is just amazing so you know there's there's more on offer to me and I, I kind of and I want that um the free the freedom from just being honest and not having to lie and, and not having to get up and I can make plans without worrying if I've got a hit there or if I've got a hit for when I get back or am I going to start withdrawing while I'm out or, you know I haven't got to worry about all that today and I haven't got to worry about covering up my lies or dodging people, hiding around the corner from people because they owe them money or being late for work or telling my boss that I'm sick. Now I don't do that today. I kind of, you know, there's, there's so much freedom from that and so I'm free to do whatever I want. And, um, I'm grateful for, I was, I found myself quite open-minded when I first come around and open to learning and finding a higher power because I, I used to tell myself that I, you know, I should have been dead by now, you know, and I've always believed that there's been something looking after me that's brought me here today. And, you know, it's, 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 you know, I should have been dead. Um, I don't know what else to say. I'm running out. And, yeah, thank, thank you for everybody being here. And thank you for everybody that's been a part of my journey. And I'll leave it there, I think. Thank you. Thank you.